Good morning. We got Frank Karras here, lead snow ranger for the Mount Washington Avalanche Center. Good morning, Frank. How you doing? Morning, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing well. We're going to start this off just by talking about what's what's been going on since you were last here. We had um, that snow event leading into a nice, cold, good weekend, it mm-hmm. looked like. People got out, skied a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, you were saying, you know, if you have a choice, wait, let things settle out. I think we were talking about that. There was some wind loading from some upslope events and when the wind switched back to the prevailing west, northwest. Yep. Yeah, we had um, that 10 inches of snow did seem to settle out pretty quickly with a storm. And so it did allow people, um, you know, the hazard rating dropped pretty quickly and people were able to get into the snow pretty well um, and into the terrain, um, particularly later in the weekend. I think Saturday was fairly miserable, if I recall. But Friday morning, you went out and you saw that slide on south on exit escape hatch yeah that's right yeah widespread cycle from that from the storm um so escape hatch stepped down into that facet layer that we still kind of have nagging us um mostly swept out that that layer is not a big concern in our bigger avalanche paths because we feel like it's been swept out we're going way back to february 6th layer um, and the facets around that. Um, and we did find signs of that in the debris from escape hatch, which, uh, you know, escape hatch is far left. It's the lowest angle thing. Um, you know, it definitely avalanches, but, um, this avalanche much larger than I've ever seen it. And, uh, you know, I actually texted a picture to that, our former director and he's like, Oh, good one. You know, he, he has only seen it that big once or twice as well. So that actually debris hit and crossed the fire road a little bit. Um, didn't bury the fire road, but it, it broke some big trees. Um, so that was an interesting one. And we had a bunch of other avalanche activity. I believe Dodge's left, maybe um, the lip. Yeah, pretty widespread cycle um, during that storm, we think. Um, and then it just quickly simmered down and quickly stabilized over the weekend. Most folks gave it another day. That takes us to Sunday. I think that's when we had some pretty good skiing conditions. A lot of people got out, and it was relatively um, no reported uh, avalanches that day. And then that took us to a big warm-up Monday, Tuesday. That ended up, um, well, you can talk a little bit about that. You were into some interesting stuff. I I spent Monday out in Oaks Gulf and you know Oaks is usually a spring destination. I don't say I don't you know people are obviously going there more midwinter. It takes a little more to fill up, so it's not one of those early mission places. But um, you know I wanted to get out there and with that storm that came through from was coming from the east. Um, you know none of that snow was really wind affected. Some was wind affected, obviously up high in some places that was catching catching wind in places there were some drifts and some some wind slab um, elements building up in certain aspects but overall it was pretty loose pretty soft snow and it's you know kind of really refreshing to see that it was still on that crust layer and we were still concerned and you know trying to be cautious and evaluate the snowpack and um, same stuff we do anywhere but just extra heads up being out there being remote and um, some of the best skiing 
I think I've had out there. You know, it's it's tough. All this, everything gets wind affected at some point or sun affected, especially that being a south facing, or you know, I guess yeah, yeah south facing ravine. Yeah. But on the if you get over to double barrel, it's more of an eastern aspect. Um, so it's protected a little bit because there were south winds were coming up. But overall, like really nice to see that that sort of um, snowpack out there. A lot of fun. And that right, but that rain crust is still there. And then under that was granulated sugar snow. And um, yeah, that's the facet layer. It's just not at all cohesive and sort of pours out when you dig to it. Yeah. And, and for Oaks Gulf too, not much snow. Like all the avalanche path runouts were still really schwacky. And uh, yeah, I got the sense that that storm helped a little bit on the west side, but. Really, it's still pretty lean over there. I think folks have uh, saw another observation from somebody from Monroe Brook, and that's what they were uh, alluding to, that there, there's more snow, but it's still still pretty shark-infested waters there. Yeah. And yes, I saw some videos of some people catching baby sharks, <laughs> leading to face plants. Yeah. But so anyways, over there, you know, with that window, it warmed up progressively throughout the evening. And that whole next day got really warm. We skied out on the riverbed and we saw all the rollerball activity. And I know Benny Allen was up skiing that Tuesday and he was, I guess, reporting the same up in Oaks. And when we left the riverbed, you could look back and see Oaks, like this one turn in the trail and it was a bluebird day. So we went not wanting to, you know, wanting to make the most of the day. We went over to Pinkham and went up to Dodges and, you know, see that same, see the same rain crust there under like 30 centimeters of snow this time it was like dense wind slab and still weren't that you know i was in a group of three weren't that confident about it went to the choke and dug a pit turned around and just skied out and i saw cam mitchell posted something over in diagonal same deal like beautiful looking up diagonal didn't like the snowpack still on that crust layer and, and yeah. turned around yeah yeah that's steep and consequential terrain right in both those places right diagonal is a little lower angle but boy the the run out sends you over a you know what 60 foot cliff big old ice bulge yeah so anyways that's you know now with the you know it's just how it is it's day to day out there yeah you think you have this window and make the most of it but then you just never know like when even with the forecast you're not sure when things are really going to heat up or when Things yeah. are going to cool down when the weather's going to move in exactly. And yeah. you just have to be heads up about it and flexible. Yeah, totally. That's not having, I think we've talked about this before, having a good backup plan that you're happy with and not get, getting like a target fixation on any one thing or another. Because about that with Dodges, we saw Helon on our, on our way up. Uh-huh. And he sort of po- like pushed up, you know, when someone puts that seed, you know, bug in your ear, you're like, you do fixate on it a little bit and you're like, well, Helon said, go check that out. And yeah. And, uh, yeah, of course, like we could have gone into the sun into right gully or something up into Tuckman ravine, but we're like, Oh, let's go check it out. You know? Yeah. And it's, it's hard sometimes to just turn around when you're like, well, it's stubborn. It could be fine. Like, yeah. But that ice crust, that ice layer, kind of changes everything and some of those that aspect right now has been producing avalanches you know left gully the crown in there from this last four inches of snow um there's a crown in the lookers right um of uh left gully which is kind of a similar aspect to dodges and left gully just seems to be running more frequently 
Um, it pulled out the entire upper bit um, in this small storm. It wasn't a thick uh, slab by any means, but it's just a testimony to, I think, that um, how, the, how the slippery bed surface changes things. Um, you know, oftentimes we'll see, we'll see uh, mid-storm wind events, like the failure layer is just some softer layer at the start of the storm. <clears throat> but it really helps when a, there's a smooth layer below it and things are very planar. And uh, that just, you know, reduces the positive influence of anchors in the terrain or a coarse textured surface um, to help hold a slab. And, um, yeah, so good decisions to, to turn around. Did you guys end up skiing Hillman's or anything? After? Instead? Yeah. When you... Oh, we just skied the lower part of dodges through the bushes and stuff that yeah, the run yeah, out yeah and that was fine yeah you know i was punching some sections but felt good about it and it was a good day you know good we could have kept skiing more but i was fried from a couple of days with a heavy pack and yeah but just happy skinning up in a t-shirt yeah yeah that's all the nice. way to the all the way to hermit lake and yeah what month is this tuesday it was 19 degrees the average temperature for the day was 19 degrees above normal for the day um yeah. Curious to see how this, this month pans out from average. I think we were two and a half degrees above average last year or last uh, last month. So what are we looking at right now? Today is Friday the 6th. Yep. So, you know, we had that four inches that I talked about that, that came in. I think that was Wednesday. We had the one avalanche is all I saw signs of. Um, but the wind nuked all day. Um Wednesday so it was over 100 miles an hour for over 10 hours um, when we see wind speeds like that um, you know back in the day when we we're microscale forecasting back in the day meaning two Last, years ago yeah two years ago <laughs> that we knew confidently with a west wind at that wind speed like all the northern gullies would be low in Huntington like we know they would be stripped stripped out what we were always uncertain about is this, the loading that could occur in some of the lee areas like the lip and the chute and central. So those, those would sometimes have big, thick wind slabs and sometimes would produce, you know, monster avalanches with those kind of events. So I was not, um, with the amount of wind that we had, the density of it and the temperature Wednesday morning, I'm, you know, the conceptual model leads you to like a moderate, considerable rating. And given what we know about our terrain and wind speeds here, you know, I was thinking more of low to moderate. Obviously, putting out a low avalanche, uh, you know, rating on a day like that is just a perilous choice. Um, so went with moderate and got up into the terrain yesterday and found, or this was, sorry, Thursday, um, after that wind, um, you know, and it was in fact just pencil hard, barely edgeable wind slabs everywhere. You know, looking from Hermit Lake, I talked to a couple guys that were there that had just arrived and we were looking around, we we're getting some clearing and some sun on the snow and you could just see these big, smooth, white expanse. And if you didn't know the wind story, you'd think, holy cow, like big, soft, smooth slabs and steep terrain, like big red flags you know but um so i asked those guys what they were doing like i don't know it looks pretty sketchy <laughs> so they skied down and um you know lo and behold it went up and like i could barely skin up to um barely keep my edges in to get up to below the chute and left gully 
skeet out on chalk um totally um unreactive you know no no signs of reactivity anywhere over in central or sorry huntington ravine some guys were were just coming out at two when i was going in on the snow machine and they had climbed up to roughly the base of the ice bulge in huntington and skied out and you know found some wind sheltered snow that was also um you know somewhere between unreactive and stubborn it was like the softest snow and um Similar probably to what I found in Little Headwall, which was almost boot top, nice, stable, um, you know, only slightly wind affected New England POW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, it, you know, that New England POW and variable early season snowpack where you find areas of crust in there too. Like that's what we found in over in Oaks, well, specifically over in Oaks, how the snow was so good in the runouts. Yeah. But you'd still come across thin spots and find bottom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we, uh, you know, we, we've not had a lot of those scouring winds this year like we did last year. So, you know, looking at the pictures, um, you can see that the terrain is really well developed on the east side. Like the snowpack's real well developed. It's, if things hold, it's, you know, going to be good spring skiing. West side, I guess I would say not so much, but it's early yet. We get big storms in March. Oh, well, it'll just be quicker to go. It usually is. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at this weekend. Yes. So this weekend we um, are going to get some, you know, colder temperatures tonight and tomorrow down to zero. Um, the, the thing on the radar right now is this low pressure that's going to be coming up the coast with a possibility of some of the arms retrograding or the storm system itself retrograding a little bit this is a fairly um you know atypical thing so probably um there's a level of uncertainty there about the trace to two inches over two forecast periods for the obs it could bring four inches of snow and i know that again um, often doesn't seem like a lot but uh Four inches with a good, good westerly can you know easily build a thirty or forty inch wind slab, right? If you use our common factor, so something to look out for for tomorrow. You can check our snow plots. That info is posted at um, you know Sarah's and Sebastian are both getting up super early, like it's f- posted at five fifteen or five thirty, a little bit later if there's a lot of snow that they have to melt, but. That information can help you figure out how much snow fell and what the danger is going to be for the day. You can start thinking about that before the forecast comes out at 7. So look for that. You know, if we get 4 inches, you know, probably want to throttle it back um, and stay stay on some lower angle terrain. Um, if we get less than that, um, it's going to be, you know, an assess as you go sort of situation getting up into the steeper terrain and um that you know two inches could be it could also create some problems as well certainly um but yeah check the forecast would be um the best advice there yeah business as usual yeah (laughs) check check all the check all the data you can get on yeah in your uh planning for the day 
Yeah, know that Sunday the temperature's warm and that's going to get us a little further away from a new new snow instability. So, um, you know, if if it seems a little too sketchy on Saturday, Sunday should should be a little better, lower danger, and and certainly more mild temperatures. Twenty five, I think they're calling for on the summit that day, which is going to be pretty warm. In fact, you might even end up thinking about sun on snow issues and uh we've talked about that a little bit it's i haven't looked into it but the you know there's a period of time in the midwinter when we are um early like uh january or something you know as we're starting to turn around days are getting longer it adds like a minute of daylight to the day you know because of the shape of the earth um, but so, so these days are slowly getting longer. Well, when you start to get to March, like the sun's over the equator and it's like leaping like, you know, 10 minutes longer a day, something like that. So it's really noticeable. Like the sun, instead of just like lighting your way, you can actually feel it on you and it's warming things and you'll start to see wet snow, um, on the trail side when it's still cold on the summit. Um, so it's those uh, wetting snow concerns that can lose, lead, in some cases, to bigger, nastier wet slab avalanches, and um, you know, which are one of the harder things to predict, and definitely something to keep on your radar. It just takes a little heat on that on that slab, um, these firm slabs, um, to weaken to the point of failure. So generally, for us, that plays out more like uh um you know scary moderate or uh, a low but with like a still travel one at a time kind of message beacon probes and shovels the works you know um but we've seen those we've certainly seen the warming um be a contributor some pretty big avalanches and uh certainly some deadly ones so something to keep on your radar not to throw too much doom into the room but um this is uh, we've got a dynamic snowpack as we see it seems like we say that every march it's you know it's midwinter up there you might have crocuses in your yard and you know boston but like it's midwinter uh here and with that springtime change from the sun it's uh very dynamic yeah there's a good message there is that it's dirt in the backyard and i get pinged all the time about the conditions up there and i'm like well it's there's so much snow pull up a webcam like yeah you can see it yeah so it is midwinter it's it's you know and it's gonna be winter conditions pretty much through may like off and on you know we're getting storms all through april and yeah and into may and uh it's just yeah you just got to be heads up about it but do come up and ski there's still great skiing and like we know skiing the sherby on days like that and a t-shirt it felt it did feel like late april yeah it's great the other day so really nice to have that sun out little little head wall i skied it yesterday getting out of the bowl and it was boot top snow there's some holes it's a little still so still some open water there you were saying that but that's some of the best turns you've had up there on little head wall right yeah yeah well this year for sure and um you know it it escaped the wind and if you hunt around like those guys did in huntington you know you can find some some good skiing for sure and they're um you know they're lower angled options typically not from the top of any of the avalanche paths but 
there's definitely lower angled options out there and certainly those those higher glades and ski trails are quite good right now excellent all right well we should wrap this up um let you get to work i can get to work and um any other event stuff anything else we should promote coming up Um, we're trying to be better about that yeah right um the backcountry ski fest i think is coming up next weekend right Mm -hmm. i know uh I'm giving a talk Saturday with a brief case study and conditions report. Case study will be about the April 11th fatality last year. Helan's given an update and talk on Friday night. Um, ben Leone's the headline speaker on Saturday night. Should be a good show. Coming back from Colorado to do that. Um, and there are some avalanche awareness events if you check the events page on our website and um, I want to figure out how to make this podcast uh, available or at least this section of it on our website today. So I'll help you with that. Okay. (laughs) We'll figure that out. (laughs) Baby steps. Baby steps. Technology is a challenge sometimes. Well, thanks for stopping in. Hope everyone has a great weekend and we'll connect next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Andrew.